And we're back live again, talking hockey. I know it's a little confusing. This is the fourth podcast in a row. You saw just me and Jeff, but I assure you, we are talking hockey on this one. We're talking yeah. hockey. It's also not Tuesday. Hockey. Hockey. You, you were there last time, too. Winter podcasted yeah. on Tuesday. I know. Uh, well, you know what? what? I, I didn't make it more clear in case they couldn't tell. In case anyone doesn't realize, he was pointing to his memorabilia, his flyer stuff on his wall behind him. For those who, for those of who who are not view, uh, looking at the video at the moment, that's what Jeff is just doing. Ah, there you go. That's a good this, point. This is a podcast. I like to point, you know, and share things point to the people who can yeah, actually yeah, see yeah, things. Yeah. Me. Exactly. <laughs> um, we got a decent amount to talk about, not a whole lot i think this one's going to be spent most of talking about the bruins because not yeah they're the next team on our uh breakdown not only just for the that, season. yeah we didn't mean but there is a way, trade rumor but, yeah. regarding one of their uh best defensemen that mm-hmm. uh ra from spit and chicklets tweeted out earlier today and it's kind of causing a, a bit of a shitstorm. <laughs> so we'll go over that i missed what you said <laughs> I, I, so R.A. Uh, from Spit and Chicklets, he was the one who tweeted out the rumor. Um, oh, of, yeah, yeah, Got about it. the Bruins defenseman, that, and and we'll get, we'll get into that uh, when we break down Boston. Um, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, we'll give you a little update on the trade bait board too, because that was just recently updated too. Yeah, um, definitely some different names out there. Some I, I'm not terribly surprised. Others, I'm a little surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can probably now, add, not, yeah, I'll get to it in a little bit, but you can probably add a little, yeah, we'll talk about it a little later on in the podcast, but you can add another goaltender possibly to the already pretty good goaltender market. Sounds like uh, Lundqvist might get bought out from the Rangers. So that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. So just add another goaltender to the already pretty good free agent market and he's still i think at this at, even though he's older i still th- consider him a starter same same oh, way yeah. i'd consider flurry still a starter caliber goal net yeah i i would for both of those goalies um, um i want because mitch and i were talking about this the other day when i was kind of breaking the potential or when it first came out that there was the potential of the rangers buying them out um and he was just like watch him go to the capitals because that's just a thing everyone does whoever leaves the rangers to just stay in division to piss them off yeah right because <laughs> i mean it wouldn't be a surprise because they're already gonna it already sounds like they're gonna be moving on from holpi and not saying Sanchenov yeah. can i think he can take the reins this season but i wouldn't be surprised if you brought Lundqvist a veteran goalie for like a year just so or as like a fringe kind of duo yeah. pair instead of just a straight up starter before he takes over full reign. Um, Cause I think Samson up played decent this year. Um, I think so. Yeah. So uh, he had a, he had 26 games played. He had a 254, uh, yeah, 254 uh, goals against and a 913 save percentage. So about average. He's still young. His first real, only action in the NHL. That's not bad. Not everyone's going to come right into the league and, you know, take over and completely dominate. Yeah. 
it's going to come for him. I'm sure it will. He's a good net minder. It's just going to be for him to get comfortable taking over the starting position in Washington, whatever that is. Whether right. they bring in a, a net minder or not, and obviously we'll got, get to that a little more when we actually talk about the Capitals. But before then, we got uh, our other hockey stuff we have to talk about. Also, I was going to say, since we're talking about the Rangers, we might as well talk about a little bit Rangers news. Uh, besides the Lundquist rumors about him being bought out, Mark Stahl got traded yesterday to the Detroit Red Wings for uh, – sorry, let me put it this way. Mark Stahl and a second-round pick in 2021 got traded to Detroit for future considerations. That must be some hell of a future considerations just because you give up a second-round pick in that deal? They're probably – I'm s- – it's really looking and we're really confused on it because I think even Detroit, in a way, even though if you look at their cap friendly, it says they have 27 million, but they have a good amount of people that have to resign. They do, um, but then again, here's my thing the only major players they really have to resign are Mantha and Bertuzzi, I believe. Uh, yeah, but like you still have some other guys to focus on, of course, but they're those aren't as nearly as those guys aren't as yeah. important as uh, those two. Right, and the only good thing about that for the Red Wings' point of view is that there's only a year left in his contract. Um, yeah, it is a pretty decent-sized cap hit, and the Rangers shaved off, like, what was it again? 5.7 mil. Yeah, so um, Rangers now have, uh, they're projected at just over 20 mil in projected cap space. Their notable RFAs include Brennan Lemieux, Tony D'Angelo, and Alexander Gorgiev. Really, Gorgiev is the only one who's worth yes, resigning. Yeah. And others. Yes. And if you do buy out Lundqvist, um, you know, there's another 8.5 mil. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the Stanley Cup's still going on for people who it care. It is. Um. And the Lightning, I thought we were probably going to win it last. Or I thought yeah. They were, yeah, I kind of thought they were going to win it last night, honestly. Um, I thought we were going to come on today talking about the cap, the Lightning winning the Cup. Um, but no, the Stars won in a double overtime with Jeff's, uh, th- I think, third favorite hockey player behind uh, Luke Shen and Braden Coburn, um, who are all playing in this series, by, uh, mind you. A lot of people Jeff Meyer are playing in the series. Yeah. Um, but so well, he, great. Put up, he put up what two goals so last good. night, Corey Perry? He did. He got the first one and uh the more importantly the game winner mm-hmm. in double overtime to keep the star season alive. Mm-hmm. Uh so they forced a game six. I will say this though um as much as I hate the guy and don't respect him whatsoever, I literally have zero respect for Frey Perry. I will say this. he This is the reason why the Stars went out and signed him, um, along with Joe Pavelski, who I definitely exactly. want to talk about in a second. Um, they talked are about a little bit solid playoff performers. Too. Like they, yeah. This is their thing. They go out and do well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Joe Pavelski, by the way, not only did he tie Joey Mullen – the other night for most career playoff goals by, uh, by an American-born player. Last night, he officially passed him 
with its 61st career playoff goal. Again, the most by an American-born player in NHL playoffs history. So huge congratulations to Pavelski there. An absolute astonishing uh, accomplishment, and it's uh, it's phenomenal to see. And, uh, you know, again, huge congrats there. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, he's been doing this for ever. I thought he, I'm sure he would have even thought he'd still be in the Sharks at this point in his career, but unfortunately, yeah. he went the other way. And for his sake, for this year at least, he kind of worked out for the better. And season wise, both Perry and Pavelski, if you want to put Perry in there as well, didn't really mm-hmm. play that well. Even though they're older, this is really why they brought him in. And it's working for them, obviously. They both have had clinching goals in this series. Perry last night, uh, I think, who uh, was it against? Yeah, it was against the Flames. I think it was uh, Pavelski had a game winner, or at least the hat trick or whatever. He had a really good oh, game God. against the Flames oh. early on in the playoffs. But either way, they both have been very good clutch, kind of what the Stars were hoping for when they acquired them or when they brought yeah. them in. For the Stars' sake, they were just probably glad that Perry's contract didn't really cost him too terribly much because he wasn't going to be. They got him real cheap, yeah. Which isn't that much of a surprise because obviously Perry has diminished as their player, his tremendously, you know, as like has his stats and everything. As he's gotten older, it's just going to happen. And and even Perry, as he enters his mid thirties, he's not or not Perry uh, Pavelski. Uh, <laughs> two P names got confused. Um, he's also. And that later stages of their career. So this may be their best chance to actually win it. I I still don't see it happening, but you know, Chris, your things it, have happened. They're they're getting there. Obviously, you know, you just gotta take a one game at a time. They're doing everything everything they can again to make is, it a comeback. It's again and what I talk, again, yeah. It's what I talked about last time. Um mm-hmm. when he got on the podcast, because I think we got on right before game one. I think we did a podcast. Or something like that, yeah. I, I said my thinking was for the series was for the Stars to win. I felt they had to capitalize early on in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they took take advantage of game two. one. Exactly. And I thought that was, oh, maybe that's going to be that way. But unfortunately, and I thought if they were going to win, I thought it was going to be game five by game five because I thought they would have been taking an early lead because that's why my prediction was so confusing. I said, either the Stars in five or the Lightning in six because I felt the Lightning yeah. were more equipped for a longer kind of series just based on how yeah. these playoffs have already gone for them. Absolutely. The They're teams, a better conditioned team. But the, w- also, the one thing I yeah. – And that's another thing too is they've actually been conditioned so well, which you would have thought maybe at some point that would have been crumbled because last night was one of many overtime games for them, another one that's gone to at least two overtimes. Yeah, and the game before, mind you, also went to an overtime. I believe. Yes. Four. Yes, yeah. game four went to an overtime. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it was Kevin Shad and Kirk's game winner. Yeah. And the Lightning, I think I haven't really seen much of the series, but I think mm. haven't they had the better play? basically for most of these games so far, or has it been light or stars? Yeah, no, it really has been mostly Tampa Bay, but at yeah. the end of, or towards really the uh, most of the overtime and even going to like the second overtime, you could tell these teams were just gassed. You know, players were left and right were just uh, 
I mean, you know, slipping everything just is which, you know, I mean, definitely a little bit of sloppy play, but when it's a back-to-back uh, situation and the game yeah. before prior was also overtime and now you're playing double overtime, it's going to be, I would pain. expect it's going right. to be a pain in the ass, especially with how condensed they made these playoffs. They haven't had yes. more than a day off since maybe before the playoffs themselves actually started. That's hard to think about. I mean, like, obviously, I can imagine that. obviously the lightning at, at times, they had a little time off waiting for these other series to go on. But once these series have gone, gone on, it's been like every other game, which is normally yeah. every playoffs. But at some point, usually because of travel reasons, there's usually like a day or two mm-hmm. like a rest. But obviously, Plus, want to get this play. And- yeah, obviously the NHL because of this year and everything they wanted to get through these playoffs rather relatively quickly because you know they didn't want to have it go on too terribly long and for health reasons and all that um which is great because there's only realistically one game left if the lightning win or two mind you but there's mostly one or two games left in these playoffs which is hard to believe which means by the time we podcast next we'll officially be in the off season yeah, um, which there's a lot of questions there of what teams are going to do. Money is going to be a big issue, big topic. We've talked about the past couple of podcasts, yes. and these two teams also are in that realm of teams that have to, you know, figure out what's going to happen next season. Because Sergachev, who's been right behind Hedman as the Lightning's best player, I'd argue, maybe with point two. You you definitely have to throw a Braden point in there. I think he slowed down a little bit. Uh, I I definitely I think his think injury point is injured. His injury kind of didn't help. Yeah, him it's hindering his performance big time. But he's he's still playing out of his mind. It's just mm-hmm. he would be playing a lot better again. And also this too, he, he that, has to be injured. You know this that came out today. Stamkos is done for the playoffs. Yes, unfortunately, um, he so. played what two minutes? Just about two and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, and I think that was mostly so, even though I think he did play this season, I think it was one of those moves where he played in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Not that he wasn't already going to get his name on the cup, but right. so he can say, I was part of this team in the playoffs. Yeah. And he absolutely. scored. And, his two and, and he scored in his first shift, which is crazy. It, and it then, just. And yeah, that was it. That was really and, it. And that was it. So my um, biggest fear, though, is going I do to, want to know uh, what talking about Sam Coast for a split second is, here, Mike. Though, I don't think they've ever really disclosed what his injury Well, right. Really that's was. what I was going to get into. So I don't know. And, and again, that was one of the toughest things about this whole um, bubble is we technically weren't allowed to know what all these injuries are. I mean, uh, just, th- that's because of – isn't really the best when it comes to these entries no. and disclosing them. But so the thing is, though, is uh, before it was you know, upper body, lower body injury kind of thing. But now it's literally it's we don't even know any of that. It's none of the upper body, lower body injury or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, it's just this person's unfit to play. And that's all you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And for Stamkos, I don't know. I can't remember what his Bishop, initial. He's another injury. one who hasn't yeah. played really at all in these playoffs. No. Uh, but I can't remember what um, Stamkos' initial injury was. But I, don't remember um, I thought it was some, something like upper body for some reason. But I don't, I don't know. Um, for Tampa Bay, though, and him, 
it was it was interesting because he you know kept skating around and everything was testing out he skates it seemed like so i can tell exactly what he was trying to figure out but it just didn't something didn't look right and that was obvious and um you know i'm just hoping that he'll be all right um you know obviously season has come to an end officially pram uh, even if the Lightning win the Cup in the next game, he won't be playing, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean he can't lift the Cup. He's the captain. The captain exactly. typically is the first. Per- yeah, he's going to lift the Cup. He's just not going to be in pads. It's just going to be different, yeah. It's going to be weird because I even asked you this, and I was gonna, we were going to have a little segment on it. I figured we can probably get to that now. Yeah. But when was the last time we ever really saw a Cup-winning team not have their captain dressed when handed the cup. And realistically, so I, you I, have to go back, what, 40 years, you said? I, I did some digging on this one because I was very interested in it. And the, the way I initially phrased it, 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 it didn't come out right. Uh, I knew what I was trying to say, but again, it didn't come if out I'm right. Mis- uh, if let I'm me... not mistaken, I believe you. somebody did comment on it. And... They, they did because I tweeted out because I was very excited that um uh you know because i was oh like th- this is interesting but um you know it, it's very different so if the lightning win the cup um so so here's what uh basically it was so this is this uh could be it, it, i'm trying to figure out the best way to put it. basically the stat was um there was only one time in 40 years, the team won the cup without their captain playing the playoffs. Not, you know, just in the Stanley Cup finals or anything like that or, or whatnot, just in the playoffs in general. The 1979 Canadians won without their captain, and he played only 15 games due to back surgery. Cor Neuer. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Stamkos, again, he, he did play that one game. So it's not going to be the second time something like this has, has ever happened. It's just different because he did play. But so I think that's theoretically like the last time that a team has won the cup without their captain in the lineup. That's what I was trying to get at. But obviously, it, I, didn't, I didn't say it right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. A couple of people called me out on it like, um, sir, he yeah, played. I'm like, yeah. As soon as um, I read someone's comment, I'm like, oh, right. Like, I knew what I was trying to say, but was, that didn't help anyone else. Yeah. I was about to say, Steve Geiselman, wasn't he there? He was in uniform when they won the cup, right? Yeah. Um, okay. with, I, I was getting my years confused because for some reason I thought the one year where he got knocked out was one of the years they won, but they didn't win that year. They got knocked out. Um. Because they, they they won 97-98, and I don't know when the last time Eiserman was a captain or just in general on the team. I can't remember if he was on the 2002 Cup team with Detroit or not. But um, either way, it's a it's been a very long time regardless. Or, or, sorry, uh, regardless if uh, a, a team is without their captain. I'm looking up. All right. Anyway, though, so no, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. So this entire series, though, it has been phenomenal. It's he honestly played... been. Yeah, go ahead. 
When was his last year? Iserman? Yeah. I don't know why. I have a bizarre feeling he played until, like, because, again, he was just a tank. I'm going to say, like, sometime in the 2000s, like, 2006. I'm just making that up. I don't know. That's right, 2005, 2006. Bang, last go. year. He played 61 games. He put up 34 points. He's only 55, like, by the way. Like I said, he was a tank. Like, he could do it all, so that honestly doesn't surprise me. I'm hyped because I got the number right, but – or the, the, uh, the year right, but still, it just – it doesn't surprise me. No. It's just weird. Uh, it's one of those things we even talked about on Tuesday – on our uh, one of our last underachievers podcasts, we we're like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that long ago, 05, 06, but it realistically was. But it's like, he was playing until 05, 06. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then you Very realize, weird. oh, yeah, there's a lot of guys who just are horses that are just going to play for almost a very long time. Ever. Obviously, right now, it seems to be like Chara being another one of those guys who's just going to, you never know when he's going to, uh, Put those skates up. So, yeah. But good for Stevie Y, man. Yeah. No, he, again, he was just, he did it all. He, he was an animal. Um, anyways. But that was a little thing because I was in thinking about because every cup, whenever it's handed to, whenever Gary Bettman says the this team, whatever, and yeah. this year's Stanley Cup winner. That's usually can the captain come over to then receive the cup, then he gives it to whoever he gives it to first. Yeah. So uh, and, and guess, one of my favorite things my in guess the past is yeah. Um Hedman will get or not, sorry. Stamkus will get it and he'll give it to uh Victor Hedman. Yeah, because again, they've been on this journey together their entire careers. Mm-hmm. Um so that that would make sense for for him to go to Hedman first, if you're gene- uh, so. And, and th- there's actually this uh, fantastic article on the Athletic, um, basically all about like the um, yeah the history of handing out the cup in the last 25 years, who everyone handed the cup to. There's like different categories and everything, and um, probably the most famous cup lift of all time was 2001 the avalanche won the cup and ray board got the left of the cup for the first time in his mm-hmm. career and what was crazy was um or it wasn't crazy it wasn't it was just really cool actually um joe sackick the captain he took the cup from batman but instead of lifting it up he allowed bork to lift up the cup first so yeah. so he that the moment of, he grabbed the puck yeah. he handed it over to uh to ray bork which is phenomenal i think that's going to be a similar awesome. thing you see i also think headman's going to win the consmite if the lightning win i can easily see that he has just been an all-out force especially for when it's like early on after that last round rama game when he took an ugly fall yeah. and he messed up his ankle you thought oh boy Especially, yeah, no, you you, you thought they, fan they in that trouble. moment we're taking like deep breath or took a deep breath like yeah. oof. Absolutely. This might be another short exit or quick exit, yeah. but nope. They're well, luckily that wasn't away. the case and you know they went away from winning it again since two thousand four. 
Yep, their second time in franchise history. Again, it's not over until it's over. But I, I really did think Tampa was going I to win the cup. Will. Even if last it goes night. seven, I still think they're going to win. I think this series is going to be very reminiscent of the Flyer series against the mm-hmm. Islanders, where Islanders, the yeah. Stars may force a game seven, but, but they're I not going to win that, it. Yeah, I think by that time they're yeah. just going to be too drained. Yeah, um, no, I agree. It's uh, it, again, it's thinking. been a very you know incredible series but it's been very rough mentally and physically like the, these guys as, it's an all-out playoffs war usually, as the playoffs usually are no for sure but like this year especially for whatever reason it seems like the guys are just really pushing their bodies to the absolute limit i think it's also i think this played a little plays a little role in it um what does guy i was about to get to that um <clears throat> not that not that there's going to be, you're going to hear all the injuries that these guys had once the playoffs end. But I think because you had such a long period off, some guys were going to go out harder early on. And you saw yeah. that with certain teams uh, getting fired early. The Lightning have been one of the more consistent teams, it would seem, throughout these whole playoffs. So it only, it only makes sense for them to finally win it. Um, for the star's sake, I think they're the most surprising of the playoffs. Yeah. I think a lot of people wrote them off. Um, I don't think anyone – I had them for that fourth seed just coming yeah, in. You, know, you, you had them pretty uh, pretty high, which I got to give I, you a the, I do had to say – I did say they beat the uh, Colorado Avalanche, and that came true. Yep. Not to toot my own horn. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Um, but I was right. Um, Jeff was wrong. Um, yeah, and this is where they are now. And they also, I thought the again, I thought the Golden Knights were gonna beat the Stars, but again, Kudobin had been playing out of his mind for the most part. So it's almost not even realistically being like, oh, is it because they didn't have Ben Bishop? Why the Stars don't win? But they've done it. Kudobin has how been incredible. Both these teams have had a big piece who they haven't had the whole time. And look how far they've gotten. Yeah. Which then makes you think, is it worth the gamble of maybe moving on from them eventually at some point? I mean, it's going to be hard to move Hedman. I mean, Hedman, uh, Stan Coast, just because he's yeah. at $8 million a year for the next four years. Yeah. Plus, um, not only that, but again. He gets hurt a lot. He, he lately, unfortunately, he hasn't been the same because of all these injuries. And yeah, mail a year. Uh, he's also thirty, so this is the kind of prime, but also near the tail. tail I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way: uh, How many years does he have left on his contract again? Four. Four. Uh, I, I hate to ends. say it like this, but I think this could got... be the final contract of his NHL career. It could be. Because um, think, think about. It, I don't want it to be. He's personally my favorite non-flyer to watch, and just you know. Uh, last 10 years or so, but just the way his body has been lately, last couple of years, mm-hmm. it, it's he's getting hurt way too much, and, and it's it's getting it's getting been up quite a bit. It has even though last year, or sorry, not last year, 18 19, believe it or not, he played in mm-hmm. all 82 games, which is impressive because again, it, it's a very hockey is such mm-hmm. a tough and game physically and mentally in 57. That's still not bad, though. For the shortened year, yeah. Yeah. 
That's still not bad at all. I think he got hurt very near the end of yeah. play. Um, no, I, I think you're right about that. But even then, I feel like they were like, oh, Stamkos could potentially come back for the playoffs if the Lightning go far enough. But believe it or not, he he's technically not did, but it was only for two and a half minutes. And I know. Before. I was just saying, even back before then, before the pause, before yeah. playing playoffs now, if hockey would have continued, they were still saying, oh, maybe Stamkos mm-hmm. could come back if they mo- went far enough in the playoffs, which is how right. most of these teams were, even the Penguins with uh, Gensel. Uh, Gensel. But even with Gensel, they still didn't do very well. Um, yeah, that's all I've really got in the Stanley Cup. We went on a little tear there, but yeah, I mean it's because uh, again we haven't unfortunately covered it a whole lot. Like I thought no, we would. it's also going to be um, a last time to really talk about it much, other than recapping yeah. a, a little bit. But yeah, but so but, um, but by that point, whenever that pocket six come out. though is tomorrow night eight p.m. Tampa Bay yet again has one more chance to win the cup before it could go to a game Same. seven. Um, I think they'll get it done. Um, last do. night was a surprisingly lower scoring game. Uh, it was three to two, which has been low scoring compared to other games in the series. The, what do you expect for game six? Higher score, uh, low in game. Uh, L- low scoring game. I think it's going to be relatively high scoring. Many, most of these games have been relatively higher scoring. The average they have. really has been like. And not only that, but the lowest note, scores, they've, like they've only two, been still plenty of five one, two goal games at most, you know? Yeah, they've got two one goal games. Yeah, and or or two, three, two of them went to overtime. Yeah. Three, technically, sorry. Game two, three, two, but that one didn't go to overtime. Hmm. Um, but here we are. Anyways, back to the other. Kind of league stuff. We already broke. Uh, wasn't there another trade, or was it just the one trade? It was the Mark Stahl trade, and now you got me curious. I'm looking it up. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Just the we never talked about it, but the Mike Matheson for Patrick Hornquist trade. Yes, that officially happened. Uh, Hornquist to Florida for Colton Sevier and Michael Math- Mike Matheson. By the way, and I do want to talk about this, this real quick. Someone uh, on Twitter took a picture and uh, the, or so basically what it was is uh, this one guy he texted his friend and uh, the, the, the guy who posted the picture, his friend texted him and apparently he's like neighbors um with uh hornquist and all of his penguins gear and i mean all of it was dumped in a giant pile in the driveway so clearly he's not happy with this trade or the penguins or the penguins so so again like here's my thing it's either a couple things it's you're getting traded to florida you got traded by the penguins which he is pissed about or it was such a bitter situation that it led to this crazy trade and everything. It's not that crazy of a trade, but it's just this mess of a trade. Yeah, it was. Um, so, but yeah, so, so uh, for the 
Penguins, they give rid of a huge salary in Hornquist 5.3, but here's the issue. You get another big contract back in Matheson at 4.8 on top of Colton Sevier's 1.2. So you get just over 6 mil back. So you basically you lose out on making cap space. Yeah. You gain a, you got a little bit just because it's a little less. Seven hundred seventy-five thousand to be exact. But it's three years longer than Hunquist, I believe. Yeah. It's yeah, a, so it's a weird one. Uh, it's very weird. So, the, but I get it for Florida's sake because, although I think Hunquist is another one of those penguins, that I think just benefited playing with Malkin and uh, Crosby. I Crosby, think he's just yeah. going to be another guy that's just going to be easily. I think could. I I don't not that I think he's a first or a first line caliber player, but no, he's he can not. throw him on there with like Barkov or Huberto, and he mm-hmm. can just do what he usually does, which is just kind of annoy people, be pesky, be around the net, which is what yeah. the Florida is currently missing. So in that sense, yeah, that makes sense it makes for sense why for Florida got him. Yeah, um, and I guess Matheson's a defenseman, and Pittsburgh needs a defenseman. But Matheson's not that great. And um, he got healthy scratched, by the way, uh, by the Panthers during these playoffs. Well, playing. He's, and, and, and I'll put it this way unless I'm mistaking him with someone else on the uh, Panthers decor, which who I think I am. But for the record, if, if it's the player I think it is, Matheson is a liability on the ice. Basically, he takes dumb penalties. He has a bit of a dirty, nasty side to his play, so he'll fit right in with Pittsburgh. Yeah, he and... had um eight penalty minutes, I think. Okay. Let me hold on. Hold on. I, I want to look that up, too. Because it's either Mike Matheson or – okay, yeah, no, it, it is Matheson, yeah. He was the guy who um, back in the in last season – he got suspended two games for this huge I, – I don't even know if I'd call it a hit. Basically, that collision with Elias Pettersson where he was getting pissed that Pettersson you know, kept beating him and to the puck and everything. And so finally he basically pinned him up against the boards and then he literally body slammed him to the ice and he got suspended two games for it. I, I've, I've never liked Matheson after that. I'll say that, this, though. But... It's pretty impressive when – you only play in two games, and in those two games, you accumulate eight penalty minutes. Yeah. So, honestly, if I'm Florida, I'm happy getting rid of Mike Matheson's contract and his stupidity on the ice. He's 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 going to cost you your team. So yeah, he's kind of like um, not. I don't. Fortunately, I never thought I'd say these words, um, but. He kind of reminds me of Nathan Kadri. Yeah. He gets he's stupid gonna penalties. That's completely yeah. unnecessary. Not only that, he costs your team, and he's not that good of a player. I mean, Kadri's three years older than uh, Matheson, who's 26. Um, and, and, and also, I get that they play they both different also, positions. Yeah, yeah. Who but cares? they also but have that same mindset of they're they, pro- they feel like, oh, if I, they're just going to try to be that pesky type of player, but they're mm-hmm. both guys that I feel just take it 
too far a bit. Um, yeah. And believe it or not, uh, Nazem Kadri only had uh, 10 penalty minutes in his 15 playoff games, which is only two minutes more than what uh, Matheson had <laughs> in two games. Yeah. But in the previous playoffs and back-to-back in 18-19-17-18 for the Maple Leafs, he had 19 penalty minutes in two games last year in 18-19 and 17-18 in four games. 19 minutes both years, penalty minutes. For Nazem Kadri, that is. But, you know... But you know, Pierre, I don't get why the Penguins or the uh, Maple Leafs would want to give him up with his, even though he did put up points this playoffs. I get it, you know. You know, he kind of cost the Maple Leafs the last playoffs. So, not this past year, not this year, but last year. Anyways, um, I don't even know. I guess Florida kind of wins this trade a bit. But I don't I think they I don't think they, 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 this isn't a groundbreaking kind of it's oh, this not, is it's a not, okay. game changer. This team is so much better with this guy. It's yeah. not that either way. It's not groundbreaking. It's not an amazing trade. It's but a it mad trade also, on both sides. It's also Bill Zito's first trade with uh being hired yeah. or being with the, That's a good the point. Panthers. So it's not the bad. The other thing sense. the other thing I will say about this trade also is, he's get also he gave up uh Colton. Skivior, Skivior, yeah, uh, and that trade as well. Skivior is more so just a depth guy. Um, yeah, doesn't excite me. Again, it's a mad trade, but he technically saves money on this trade. And like you mentioned earlier, Mike, he gets a pesky player that Florida kind of needs, who can actually put up some points when he's with the right players. So yeah, whether he's with Barkov or Huberdo or maybe not on that first line, but if he's with the right amount of people, which is how he's pretty much been his most of his career in Pittsburgh, at least. Um, that's just yeah. kind of how he's been. That's his style. Yeah, yeah. It's been that kind of pesky, and he's not <sighs> even like because I would, I'd say he's kind of like Tom Wilson, but he's not going to go as he'll have minute penalty minutes here and there, but it's just hockey is just going to happen, and he's just that type of player. But I don't think he's as dirty as a guy like Tom Wilson is, but he will absolutely get on this under the skin and he'll yeah. also stand up for guys which again i think is something florida is missing and they just kind of got and i think that's why bill zito even though he wasn't he just took over i think he saw that in that little bit he saw in that play-in against the islanders the islanders thing was hitting people and florida just couldn't overcome that and now that yeah. you bring that in some with hornquist maybe that changes things here and there but they're still missing a defense Yes, they are. So for Florida's sake, um, walking, you know, and and again, like when we break down Florida, we'll go more into it, but just a real quick, quick sneak peek about their team uh, for them. They have a good amount of picks. They have four first for first round, four picks in the first three rounds, a first, a second, two thirds. They have a fourth, a fifth and a seventh. So, they're really they're just missing their fifth and a sixth, but they have Toronto's fifth. So they still have seven picks, but um, they have five in the first four rounds. Yeah. And 
and where they're are, yeah they have pieces here and there that you're like okay i see this team as a playoff team they also have joe quinn really have that also that caliber of coaching there's just a lot of things that are kind of question mark Bobrovsky is another one even these in this play-in games he still had his Bobrovsky moments where he was shaking the playoffs yeah um I'll put it this way Florida has the 12th overall pick Mm -hmm. honestly there's a lot this first round uh, he's going to be a solid first round, and I mean solid. The second round is pretty good from what I've heard, too. Unfortunately, I don't know a whole lot about the draft class. I just know the first two rounds are going to be pretty dang good. If I'm Florida, like you said, you kind of need help on the defensive side. Not only can it not hurt to draft a guy on defense – in, with your first pick, maybe even the second round, but maybe even if you're that desperate, because again, if you're unless you're That's like an absolute of... stud player and you're gonna make a team where I have a camp, it can't hurt if you have no cap space to look at a good defenseman in the offseason. That's gonna be a UFA. I agree. I just feel like you have to kind of get younger too at some in your defense. And, and that's the key, though. You know, it, it's just have Yandel and Strawman who are both 34. Yeah, Strawman is a, is not he's not great. He's again another turnover machine. You also have Aaron Eckblad, who I think is still an underappreciated defenseman. Oh my god, um, yeah, he's beyond. So, but he just probably needs, the thing that Eckblad's missing is a comparable pair, someone with him. And at so the moment, I don't. There like are a bunch of good UFAs on defense that I, if I'm Florida, I would personally look at. Are there? But again, you want to get younger. That great. I didn't think there were that many great. There's Tyson Berry. There's Tori Krug. There's TJ Brody. Cody CC. There's Travis Hamanick. Brendan Dillon. You could argue. Trevor Van Riemsdyk. None of those guys. None of those guys. I mean, Sammy Votnin out of those guys is the only one that maybe I'd be interested in. Or if you can. Or Votnin, yeah. To Troy Krug, who's probably the best outside of. Uh, Petrangelo in this. Um, Tessin Barry will hopefully bring you some type of offense, but his time in Toronto wasn't that great and he hasn't really been anything yet. Um, Andy Green may just retire. He's 37. Yeah. Uh, Schultz isn't a good defenseman. No, straight up. he's garbage. Um, I'm assuming, but he, Buffalo's still here, but I'm assuming he's done. He retired. Um, I, 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 th- I think it's a safe bet to say he's done. Um, yeah. I don't think Cody Cece is anything too great to write home about. I don't think, again, I, I think... Um, I think some of these guys may be a little too much for Florida's budget, but maybe Vontanen or Again, Brody, I, I think or depending or on the player, you crew, might be able to get but, a decent enough player for a cheap enough price. So again, Cody Cece was making a lot of money for Toronto this past season. He's going to get a massive pay cut. I, if I were Florida, I would reach out to him, but on a cheap, cheap deal. And I, I'm talking very cheap, like mm-hmm. two years at most. I don't know. I do. Essentially, I do a Shankirk. Um, we're going to give you a tryout kind of contract for Cody CC. I don't think he's that great of a defenseman. And his time, the little bit I saw from him in Toronto in these playoffs, he did not look good at all. Yeah. But that's just my opinion on Cody Cece. 
and Toronto Maple Leafs fans as well. Um, but we'll talk about Florida more. When so, we actually talk right, about them. exactly. I think we can then transition um, into just Boston in general because then the yeah. next thing is really no, that sounds good. Detroit Krug news, which is being rumored potentially of his, so, his rights being traded away, which is essentially yeah. – I think they're maybe more so looking for like a, tr- a sign and trade kind of thing uh, yeah. for Krug, which even though there's money's going to be an issue, Krug is going to get a good amount, if I had to guess, no matter where he, he goes. He's going to get a lot of money. So it was RA from, like I mentioned, from Spit and Chicklets earlier that tweeted out uh, 12.32 earlier today. Look for the Bruins to trade Tory Krug's rights tomorrow to a team looking for exclusive negotiations before UFA opens on October 9th. Here's where it gets interesting. Colorado, Florida, Vegas, and Detroit are among the suitors. Mm-hmm. So Florida would make sense. Like we were just talking about, they need defense. But again, it's, you know, there's this whole budget thing. It's gonna be it's gonna be an issue for a lot of teams. I see them being one of them. Okay, so a, I think weird... Detroit realistically could be the team that does it. I don't know how a happy crew would be going there. I doubt Detroit's gonna. You never know. It's Colorado doesn't need any more defense. They need offense. No, but Colorado's thinking this offseason is. Let's get as many pieces cheaply or a lot or whatever as we possibly can because this is probably going to be not the last year, but the best chance for us to potentially win. Yeah. Because you, then after this year, you're going to have to make a tough decision. Which, again, we'll talk about more when we talk about Colorado. Um, yes. But it's another weird thing. We talked about this last time when with the uh, Montreal trade uh, for what's-his-face. Uh, uh, Joel Edmondson, who they then yeah signed, where it's just weird to me when you're trading the rights of a UFA. Right. It's when you can just wait until obviously you want first dibs, and that that sake, if you get his rights here, then have the rights to negotiate with them first before other teams yeah. can knock on the door. But if they're already waving him as a oh we're willing to trade his rights, which if you're trading his rights, I don't think you're going to be getting much in return for Troy. I was going to say. uh, Also, that then means Boston's then out of the running once free agency hits for re-signing Troy Krug, if this is true and that they're not bringing him back. Also, I think it's probably potentially a mistake to let Troy Krug go because I do think it's a a huge mistake. It's phenomenally huge. It's unbelievable. You're probably going to lose Zidane Chara. If you lose Tory Krug as well, there's two of your top four pieces right there. On your defensive end, that's I don't think is too – if you lose those guys, it's not that great. I think what your top so, pair right. might – it's obviously going to be Charlie McAvoy and what, Brandon Carlo? L- looking at their defense, it's Charlie McAvoy, Brandon Carlo, John Moore, Connor Clifton, Jeremy Lazon, Matt Grizzlick, Chara, and Krug right now. You're going to lose Chara and most likely Tory Krug, it sounds like. If, yeah, if this is um, true. And that this leaves happens. you McAvoy, Carla, Moore, Clifton, Lazon, and Grizzlick. So your top four would be McAvoy, Carla, and Grizzlick. Grizzlick, I wouldn't include in my top four, yeah. unfortunately. No offense to him. I think he's a good defenseman. I really like him as a, as a player. 
He's just not top four material. Now so I these, get it for Boston's sake too, not to bring Brett Krug just because he's going to get a big contract. Much. Um, their issue for Boston, uh, just talking about Boston in general, looking just real quickly at their cap friendly, and it's more so next year that's going to be an issue because what they do goaltending, yeah. do they eventually so, move on from Tuca or do they bring him back? Because Tuca's still obviously one of the best goalies still playing. I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, I know I'm, Boston I'm, fans I'm at the right moment now that I think the Boston Bruins will move on from Tuka Rask at the end of next year. Their... I don't know anything really about their goaltending situation. I, if there's I don't really... either, but that's just my gut feeling right here and right now. I don't think they feel confident with Tuka Rask for whatever reason. I'm not saying Tuka Rask is a good bad I think, goalie. I love Rask. I think he's I think a hell of a goalie, at, clearly. I think you're probably wrong there. I think it's more so Boston. I would hope Bruins I'm wrong. Fan. I think if, you're if, saying more so Bruins fans feeling that way more so than the team itself. I think the okay. team itself feels he still brings a value and obviously he does because he's the main reason why he got to the cup final. One of the main reasons why he went to the cup finals last year and why you still realistically have a good chance of being in the conference finals next year too. Um, It's just, he's then going to be 34 going on 35. Even if you don't, your backups already Harsloff who's already 35 and he's a backup at this point. He's not a starter or he's a, He's not really a starting. So your goalies you have at the moment are Jeremy Swayman, Daniel Vlader, Vlader, uh, Kyle, Kyle Kesser, Kaiser, and Maxime Lagasse, who's already 27, so I don't think he's really going to be anything. And these guys are 21, 23, and 21. They're both yeah, young. Maxime they're Legacy. Legacy, he, he was with Vegas. Um. He didn't do a whole lot. He was again that backup role, and yeah, he's twenty-seven, so you know where you're getting out of him. Yeah, um, which is just at most a backup at this point. So then you got to hope that one of these guys, or if you, because isn't there a good? Um, do they even? They don't even have the first. Never mind. I, I was gonna say if they could get a first-round pick, maybe they can get. Uh, I think there's supposed to be a good young goaltender that's supposed to go early in the first there round. is uh, askarov but he's gonna go top 15 i know i was gonna say like, if they could they don't even have the first round pick so they don't even have one to even it doesn't have matter it, but no. if they yeah if they potentially traded for say a first round pick for like say troy krug but that's not gonna happen because no one's gonna waste a first round pick on the rights of troy krug because no but like, there's no point i mean i mean the pick's probably gonna be in the works if you're trading for him but it's gonna be like a middle round pick yeah, and the only reason, and I, I doubt it's gonna. It could potentially be like it, but I doubt it's gonna be like, because it's the end of the season versus the middle of the season. Because the only other person I can think of, sign and trade wise, other than Kevin Hayes for the Flyers' sake, is Pajot earlier in the year. That the yeah. deadline he was, they traded a lot for him. Granted, he still had the he's they were trading for him for. The remaining of that, the rest of that year, which is only seven games, and then the playoffs, and then they signed him for a lot. Yeah, six years. It, it was six years, five mil yeah. average annual, um, which is a lot for a third. Which, which who was getting used as third line center? 
That's a lot for a third line center to be getting paid. Um, not, I don't think Tory Krug is going to get, I don't think they're going to give up that much just for the rights of Tory Krug. But if a team is that worried and wants a left demon that badly, even though right demon or the more valued demon or more that teams want, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he Kruik has the potential of being a number one D-man, but he's realistically, I think, a two-pair. Um, but depending yeah. on the team, like if I was... I don't know how much Troy Kruger would like this, but if I was, say, Edmonton, and if maybe, say, you deal a pick, but you sign up for like a short one- or two-year deal that already improves your defense dramatically. Even though it's just Troy Krug, your defense wasn't that great to begin with, but Krug would already boost your defense up some. It gives then Darnell Nurse a, uh, someone to be with. So in that sense, I could see them maybe being a suitor. Um, yeah. I don't know who else, honestly. That, I would say maybe Toronto, but Toronto's not... Boston's not trading Tory Krug to Toronto. No, time, literally their arch enemy. That that's like yeah. saying the Flyers would trade someone like Provorov or someone like mm-hmm. that to get Max to Talbot. Yeah. <laughs> or get oh, Yager. Geez. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, uh, so here here are a couple of things to note for keep noted for Boston. So, um, on long term IR, Kevon Miller two point five cap hit. His contract is expiring. Retained salary the last year for doing that for Matt Belusky, 1.9 mil. And then Dennis Seidenberg, remember him? It's the final year in his buyout history, the buyout uh, with 1.16 mil. So oh, it's not even coming up on the cap friendly page. Like, where are you even seeing that? It's not even yeah, well, no, so so I, I I did uh I did his uh GM sheet uh a while ago before the free agency or uh, before the all season began for these teams. So I still have all the, I, I I was very bored one night at work. Um so I put together this little Excel spreadsheet and uh with basically it's just uh you know what it's only the expiring contracts for ufas and rfas the players i personally would keep slash resign and then um what they cost right now i will also uh, you say Tory this Cruz. too yeah sorry finishers then we'll get to our account yeah so you toy crew 5.25 mil if, you, if the bruins are are going to resign him i again i highly doubt it i think he's good as gone it would have cost them a lot but if you're just trading away his rights, like it's predicted, it sounds like, like Mike said, you're not going to get a whole lot back. I, 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 I think of, I think you kind of need a good amount back too. You would, because again, any other year, even with the final year in Krug's contract, you would get a crap ton back for Tory Krug. Mm-hmm. But it's an expiring contract. You're not going to get that much. So Boston really dropped the and ball. Boston here with doesn't Tory really Krug. have that much to work with cap wise. I know at the moment, if you look at the no. cap friendly, they say 14.4 million, but that's before their signings they have yeah. to make. So um, Chara, his contract, it was two mil. He's good as gone. I mean, he, he's gotta be done. I think um, he might have a year left. I think he's a year left and he's done. That's I'll put this way. I, I think, I personally think he's done. If he does go a year back, it should be Boston. It but will. I would hope so. 
Um, but anyway, so then Grizzlies one point four mil, and then Jake DeBrus the money. Unless, right there. unless he wants to go back to the team he started with and go back to the Islanders or the Senators. Yeah. Uh, and then Yuki Nordstrom, uh, one mil UFA right there. Yeah, but it, this is the team he won with, so obviously he's going to want to stay here. Yeah. If no, he was going to sure. come back, and there's no – if they were going to bring someone back for a cheap deal, they're going to keep being – It would be his, him. Chara brings so much to the team outside of just himself. Because he's going to be 44 next season. She's not the same Chara, obviously, even right now. But he already he brings so much more. He brings that leadership. He brings all that with him. Before, I'm assuming, once he is gone, Bergeron would then get the C. I, I don't. That's see. my best guess. Yeah, Marshawn's not getting it. And no, I could he, maybe he's not see, even an alternate captain worthy. He was this year, but he that was like his one of the first years he's really gotten that. He, he's not to me. Um, he, he's not he's worthy not to me. of being oh, an alternate trust captain. Me, I don't think he is either. Um, and I don't really see David Krejci at this point of his career being that captain. Not that I don't, not that he's obviously he's got an A. And no, but the other thing is he gets hurt way too much. True, and it just per- Bergeron does so much for that team. He does. It's like he, at some he, point, he's basically just been waiting for Char to uh, retire mm-hmm. just so he can get the seat. But even after that, Bergeron's thirty-five. So once he's so officially I'll, I'll put done, it this then way. I don't know who or, gets the seat. Then at that or, point, it may actually have to be Marshan because no one else okay. at that point would be worthy enough, I think, to get that seat after Posternak? so long. What? Posternak? I could see it. I don't know how he is as the leader. Oh, right. That, that, that's the only. I think he was an alternate this year, but then that's why I kept doing this. I'm like, Pasta, baby. Um, I don't know how much of a leader, like you said, Pasta is. He very well he's could all, be. He's also a, only 24. You can make the same argument for Troy McAvoy. And this is yeah. talking about a couple of years from now because Bertrand still has two years left in this deal. So if Charlie were to retire, that's still two years of Bertrand being captain. And at that point, Prostrock would probably be worthy enough to be the captain or even Charlie McAvoy would be. Who, again, at that point, which would be very – because their issue is not just this year. It's looking forward. I know what I said earlier was just focus on this year, right about next year later. But their window of going for it is, I think, every year is diminishing. It's going down. I think that's what the noise Jeff's making is, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I wasn't even looking at you. I don't. Even ha- I didn't even have the thing open. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know exactly what you were doing. <laughs> um, because, like I said, a lot of these guys, for the l- most part of when they went on the runs, even up here and there, they've uh made it to the play or gone to the gone to the playoffs here and there and everything. They're in their 30s now. I mean, Bergeron's 32, so even he's in the latter part of his career. He's got five years left. He'll be 37 by that time that contract ends, and I doubt he – and the role reason why I think he's still been able to put up a lot of points is and really is just because of uh, Pashnak and Bergeron and that how good that line pretty much is. But once – they leave everything else goes and if you really look at their stats they didn't really have that much depth scoring this year and if anything what we've 
witnessed in the past couple years of cup winning teams and teams that have gone far in the playoffs is depth is very important for teams going far and winning it all. Um, and for the lightning sake, if you want to talk about the lightning who similar to the Bruins and that they always seem to be maybe that team that could go far and just kind of, they were just missing a piece here and there to finally go for it. But I think Boston's missing more pieces than you realize. Yes, that first line may be the best line in hockey right now, but that's more than 50% of your offensive production comes through that line. When that happens, the rest of it, the second, third, fourth, you've got three other lines that need to produce more before I'm willing to say maybe can sustain more once these guys leave, but I haven't seen anything. And yeah, they, uh, Don Sweeney's got to ha- needs to get some draft picks in these next couple of years because yeah. even though they still probably he probably still has that mentality even with Bruce Cassidy who's a very uh, good coach and all. After a while, you're going to end up being like the Rangers, the Flyers beforehand, the Kings, the Sharks. Now, if you want to put them in, or the Ducks, where their window just randomly just, just collapses. It just collapses. It, it was a. It's not to, just a collapse. It was a colossal mm-hmm. collapse. And even if you get a first round teams. and say like the Flyers are right now, it's a 24th overall pick. That's not very great, but it's still a first round pick. They still got it. it you want to. You still need picks. Yeah, especially especially these teams that are so kind of close to the uh, cap and also just future wise. Yes, you really want to go for it now, but you also have to look further down the road and I just don't see it happening. I think once these guys, once Bergeron's ability starts to diminish a bit, same with Martians, Pasternak's good, but is he able to hold his own with all of them? I know he put up a lot of points this year, but is he able to do it year after year after year? I'll put it this way. So I don't know if this guy will be the go-to guy. Also, because again, Bergeron is you know who didn't fit the culture that would have been great right now. Uh, who's currently in th- uh, the Stanley Cup Finals? Uh, I is think it wrong with Tyler Sagan? Those aren't words, uh, but his name is Tyler Sagan. Uh, he's twenty. Does it rhyme with Tyler Sagan? He's uh, only twenty-eight, mind you. Uh, he's in the prime of his career. He's making a lot of money, uh, nine point eight million. Uh, also, let's not forget uh, Dougie Hamilton, who's also on the trade bait board again. Always seems to get moved every once in a while. Who's also only wasn't 20... he also a Bruin at one point, Mike? <sighs> he was. I know who else was who was also in the playoffs this year and who's still very much a very good player. Tell uh, me, he's thirty four, but Blake Wheeler, he was he was also a Boston Bruin. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's just I don't get why Boston. And remember that I don't three get picks in a year and uh and twenty fifteen. And you miss out on Matt Barzell all three picks and Sebastian Aho and other guys, yeah. Um, and you got two guys who know who haven't really panned out, and another guy who's he's okay. He's no. compared to other people. He's solid. That and, he's solid, not great, but solid. Yeah, but. It, but you would in think, an absolute realistically thinking, if you would you miss if, not one exactly, but but two first round picks in the most stacked draft class in two thousand three. 
probably in history. I think. I think this that draft class may have been better than O oh. three potentially. It probably is. Um, let's just if you want to yeah, over that point. Realistically, if you go back to it, that's three picks in a row, first rounds. You wouldn't have had this problem that we're talking about now if you would have done that because these guys would have been the same age as Charlie McAvoy. Not only that, but the only problem would have been do you know how many having co- to sign them. Uh, again, here's the other thing. Imagine if Boston actually drafted right in 2015 <clears throat> by getting good players. And they would have not only won last year's Stanley Cup, but they probably would have at least been two, if not three cups since then. Exactly. They would be where the Lightning are right now on paper, just one of the best teams. Yeah. A team you would always say, oh, they're yeah. going to be in the cup final. I, I, I could see it just yeah. at the beginning of the year, just that thought. Whoops and daisies. But, you know, Boston's going to Boston. Yeah, it's just, it's, that's just her mindset. And, you know who else, if you want to keep doing this, Oh yeah, this Keep happened. A, this happened a very long time ago, but he is still playing. Um, Jumbo Joe Thornton. Uh, I was gonna say it was Jumbo Joe. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and by we, the way, was their captain when they traded him? Yes, and also we could do the same thing when they talk about Ottawa too, because wow, the amount of time oh, they would have still man. had. Well, we're, we're, we're just for funsies. We're, we're, we're going to do that for Ottawa too. Yeah. Um, but again. I know. Because Don Sweeney anyway. took, took over in 2015. So he. Yeah. So Boston doesn't pick till the second round. That's a problem. I mean, for getting for that Dougie Hamilton trade, because he did make that trade, he did get a first and two second round picks for it. None of these guys have really turned out to be anything. Jeremy Lozon, who no. we just talked about, uh, uh, Jacob. Back, uh, Carlson was yeah. another guy in there, and Zach Sintayan. That, f- yeah, I, 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 never talk- I can't pick. pronounce his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that, that guy, and also they got a first round pick hilariously for um, uh, Milan Lucic. Also, who else they got in that pick and that trade was uh, Martin Jones, who's an okay goaltender. He he and had his pick, moments, and for but that yeah. pick, they got Jacob. Zbrul, who again I don't know, Zbrul, he hasn't yeah. really done anything either. That was the other pick they got in that, and there's three yeah. picks in a row. But I, so I'll say this: so when Bergeron also, eventually retires, let's though, not let's. My favorite one. Can 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 I say this one? Yes. A third round. Hold on. <laughs> I got the giggles. A third round pick for Zach Ronaldo. And that third round pick ended up being Creel Ustameko in 2017. But a third round pick for Ronaldo? Potentially, potentially a very good, but if he's what he could potentially be, a very good tandem for the Flyers if it's Hart and Ustameko. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I will say this though. Also, so, oh my god, we can keep this going. I'm just looking at his trade. So <laughs> when he did trade Martin Jones to the Sharks, he got Sean Corrali, it was Sean Corrali, and uh, a 2016 fits a first round pick, which ended up being Trent Frederick. Waste of a pick. I I mean that was 
29th overall, but I mean, he hasn't done anything either. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so real quick here, though, he, I mean, his, I will mindset, say, his mindset going into it when he first took over Bruce Cassidy, not Don Sweeney, sorry, not Bruce Cassidy, yeah, was getting picks. And I mean, if he would have stuck to and actually gotten, you know, good picks out of these, this whole Bruins team would be different. But I mean, it's not. He just went with the culture of every other Bruins uh, GM before, which was trade a good talent and then get nothing really in return for that. I mean, he wasn't even there for when they won in 2011, so we can't even say he was there for helping them win, but he did draft uh, Charlie McAvoy, so there's that. Yeah. Which, I mean, for fans and people who hate the Bruins, it's a great sign if they're eventually going to start falling out. Which I thought was going to happen sooner rather than later, but you know, that first line is still pretty damn good. So, so I'll, I'll put it this way though, Mike. So when Bergeron eventually retires, I don't know how many more years he's got left, he's and I don't know how many like years. You yeah, you don't know. I don't know how many years this guy that I'm talking about will have in Boston left. He did sign a contract recently with them, extension, as you say. It is. Charlie Coyle. He's here until 2026, 2027, but I don't know how long, if he'll actually be here until 2026, 2027. Um, my thing is, could you eventually bump him up to the first line with someone like Berger or uh, Pastrnak once no. No. Bergeron is done? No, 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 no. Here's the issue though, Mike. No. Who else do they have at center? Bergeron retires. What do they got? They literally have just depth players who are nowhere I mean, near being first round liners. They're gonna have to, but I I consider Charlie Coyle a second line center at best, not really first line. But here's or, the thing, though. But I, I, I know what you're saying. I, like, I know what you're I, saying. I like Charlie Coyle. Right. I like Charlie Coyle a lot. I think he's, he's a really good player. He's not a first round talent, but no. Boston's going to be caught in a pickle once Bergeron retires. I mean, hey, huh. who knows? I forgot about Brett Ritchie. He's in the, the minors right now. Yeah. They have Brett Ritchie and Nick Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, all right. Anyway, so I, I think we, we beat a dead horse here. Um, and I, I'm sure Boston fans aren't happy with us, but who cares? Uh... I don't know. What'd you find? I I mean, What'd you find? He didn't play great. He played 27 games with the Bruins, and I brought him in. Who? I was looking at Brett Ritchie, sorry. Oh, okay. Is that what you're saying hold on for? Yeah. Gotcha. Because at first I thought they just signed him. At first I thought they traded for him at the deadline. I was like, what? Why didn't they play him at all? But no, that wasn't the case. Um, Yeah, he's not very good. Anyways, we're done being that horse. Um. And one last thing, actually, because I just thought of it before we get off. Um, Ottawa, it sounds like uh, Bobby Ryan. Oh, is not they, they officially bought out Bobby Ryan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. He is no longer a senator. Uh, he spent, right. um, hard to believe, seven years there. It's hard to believe. Didn't feel like it. 
27 years there. More time he spent there than he did with the Ducks. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the latter stages of being in Ottawa, you know, off-ice kind of issues, and we obviously don't know the whole thing there, but it's to me, it sounds like a lot of similar kind of demony kind of things that Leonard was dealing with a couple seasons ago before he signed with the Islanders, um, which if he can have his same kind of thing where before Leonard wasn't that great of a goaltender when he was going through the, those situations off yep. ice, but when he got clean and everything, he's become one of the better net miners and we still don't know what his contract's going to be. Um, Again, it, 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 a while ago, it was reported that it was supposedly a five-year deal for him. Five-year deal. And now he's no longer potentially a duo. He's actually a starting netminder. Yeah. Um, and for Bobby Ryan, even though his career, because everyone seemed like after he left, because rightfully so, outside of that last year and uh, – which I think it was injury prone that last year, 2013 and Anaheim only put up 30 points, 11 goals, but he put up four 30 goal uh, seasons in uh, Anaheim before moving on to Ottawa. And obviously beforehand, cause he was from, uh, obviously he is from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is why a lot of Flyers fans, when he was a free agent around that time were, very high on him, and I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, a local talent, we should bring him in. I don't really yeah. care. I, I will, If you can produce, sure, I don't really care. Obviously, JVR is a local guy, and he's panned out for the most part here and there. He's put up 30-goal seasons here and there, some of those not with Flyers. Um, but he's still a comparable depth uh, player who also, and the most recent uh, TSN trade bait board, fell on the – Yes. So, so looking at real quick at that trade bait board, Mike. So as you said, JVR fell. He is no longer on it. No longer on there. Uh, Shane Gossiver is 26. There are some interesting names on here, though. I want to go over real quick. Hold on. So Hold number on. 30, all Hold the way on. at the bottom, Dougie Hamilton. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I bet. I bet. No offense to Bobby Ryan, but we weren't done talking about Bobby Ryan, sir. Oh. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, I figured I thought we were going to go on a little segment here, just talking about Bobby. Uh, I was thinking about it. Uh, I'm just I'm all over the place today. I, I'm I not with that. it. Yeah, I'm trying to get you back on track here. For once, we're trying yeah. to stay on track, Jeffrey. It's rare. But that's not what we do. We have random tangents. We do, and they very much work because look at how little we get on uh, viewership. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the only whole because I was I was on a whole thing there, mentioning him and Leonard and everything. Yeah, no, I um, know. And he just never really. Obviously, the best chance he got was in sixteen seventeen, when they were an overtime away, literally a goal to, away. And sadly, so he's still gone to the fl- playoffs longer than the Flyers have, most recently. Yeah. Um. And then those plays, he did put up 15 points in 19 games, six goals, nine assists. He just never really found that offensive game really in Ottawa. Um, and maybe in the latter stages of it, because he is now, how old is he? He's 33. So obviously, 
I think for him, the hard part, and I think for a lot of these guys as they get older, um, I don't, I'm not going to lump in a lot of guys and yeah, obviously don't know this. I, I think this may have been maybe Bobby Ryan's issue. Obviously we don't know it, but well, he was a forefront, but obviously going into it, he was playing with Ryan Getzloff and Corey Perry in the latter stages, but still in their prime. So he yeah. was that the Bruins line that we just talked about was essentially that Ducks line with Bobby yeah. Ryan. Being they the were player. lethal. Like I said, so in a the mid early 2000s, for, everything. Yeah, a couple 30 <clears throat> goal seasons there for Bobby Ryan. Yeah. It was just his kind of, was it just mostly because he was with Perry and Gutsloff? That's why he was doing so well. Maybe some. Maybe. Because the most. The Is he that he talented up, player back then? Absolutely. Sure. Um, he just isn't that top line caliber player. And maybe as his career went forward and his contract with Ottawa, maybe himself thought, I'm still, I still see myself as a first line caliber player. I should be playing on the first line. And as the times went, he just wasn't that. He's now. I'll put it this way. So I think he he was still, I think he's still a good player, even with Ottawa and even during the hard times or anything. It's just, his giant contract unfortunately overshadowed his play. Yeah, as a lot of and, these, as a lot of these things uh, typically do. Milan Lucic is another one of those guys where his contract was a lot more than what he's going to produce, um, which is the big iffy part when you sign these guys to long term. And at first it's great, but then when you get to the latter parts of it, because I'm sure Flyers fans right now love Kevin Hayes, but at that telltale end of that contract, they may hate him like they did for True. Andrew McDonald, just because he's not producing as much as he did beforehand. It's just how... Yeah. It's, I mean, McDonald didn't even produce that much with the Flyers. I know. I'm just I'm just saying at hatred level. I could see it. It's it's Philadelphia fans. It's just, mm. It just depends on how... Not everyone's going to evolve at their career as they get older, like a Zdeno Chara or Tom Brady, where they're playing in their mid-40s, still caliber hockey or football. Yeah. Um, not every player is like that. Um, no, and I, it takes a very special talented player to do that. Bobby no matter Ryan's what the sport okay is, okay, taking a minimal salary, low, similar to and be like Leonard, where he's maybe a duo or at best when he went to the Islanders, he was a backup duo. If he's okay being third liner, third line winger. But he can still put up some of the numbers he did. He put up 42 points in 18-19, 15 goals, 27 assists in 78 games. Pretty dang good. That's, you know, that's not bad for a death player. Um, yeah. So he can still put up some numbers. It's just not going to be top-line caliber. And it's just mentality-wise, if he's able to be, put that behind him, his past, being with the Ducks, being so good there, if he's okay with then being the depth player versus the maybe middle six versus the top six or top yeah. kind of uh, bottom six versus the top six. Cause that's where he's going to end up being wherever he goes. Yeah. No, no matter where he goes. And I think he's going to have a lot of teams offering him money. It's not going to be a lot, but teams yeah, are going to be interested. I think they're even... going to offer at most two to three years. Mm-hmm. Keyword at absolute most three years is definitely pushing it. I personally would offer him, Anywhere from I a year too. to two yeah. years. I'm the same. Um, 
I, how much I was mill are we talking though with him though? That's the question. Is like I'd, how big honestly, of an actual contract? I'd say nine hundred thousand to a mill. Because I, I'll, I'll put it this way: I, I, I would, and even I would so, consider pushing for him one point two mil AAV, so two point four mil total for two year contract. I can see it, and for the flyers' sake, they had that thing about it: get rid of Thompson, get rid of Braun. You already have more than enough to get Bobby Ryan for one point two mil or two point four mil, I should say. Right, and if you um, don't bring Derek Ryan back and. Wingers is kind of where you're struggling more so with. So if you can bring Bobby Ryan in, it can still bring up some offense, uh, some offensive abilities with them. That's key. And that's a similar thing I've said. I've always said about Sam Gagne. And right now he's, everyone saw him as a top line caliber player, just because he was drafted so high. I think he's first overall. And, and, and to be fair, he used to be a, a pretty like a top six role, which is fair, but relatively As, quickly yeah. his game changed, the league changed, and his play started dying down. And everything, but he's but found, then he found a good realm where he took playing depth and playing some in the AHL well. And right now he yeah. at, just got a contract with uh, Detroit with Red Detroit. Wings. Yeah. Which means, if I had to guess, he's going to be playing on the Red Wings because the Red Wings just aren't that great of a team. So I don't see why yeah. he couldn't be on the team. And I would probably say the same thing with Bobby Ryan. If he can take being a bottom sixer well, then that's great. Good for him. And again, he was drafted second overall in 2005. Yeah, right behind Crosby, yeah. So again, because of that, I think a lot of people see, okay, they see that and his contract and they put a lot to that and what he can bring. And unfortunately he, even though he's put up a couple good amount of seasons, the farthest he's really gone in the playoffs, I guess he's had a couple good, had a couple good years in Anaheim going for uh, decently far in the playoffs. I don't think he was, I don't believe he was there when they won the cup. He wasn't. No, because he was drafted. Oh, five. And I don't think he made his playoff or he was a rookie until um until 2009-2010. I could be wrong, but Oh no. The Cubs the, the Ducks won at 07 08, right? No, 06 07. 06 07. He was yeah, he was right after. Okay, 07, then, 08, 08, 09, 09. then there was 08 09. He I mean he's played playoff games. The most amount he's played in a playoff game was that one year in Ottawa. And after that, it was 08-09, his first real or his second season in, a, in the NHL, and he put up uh, put up seven points, five goals, two assists, and thirteen games. Um, unfortunately, if you're look if you're looking at it in the sense of that 05 draft, and you're looking at how well Crosby did first overall versus Bobby Ryan's second overall. That's two completely different kind of careers. He's been in the playoffs here and there. Done. He's only really gone far twice. Crosby's won three cups. I know that's not a great way to look at it, especially if you're looking at uh, Bobby Ryan and talent-wise, but that's Crosby's still a top-line talent, but Bobby Ryan isn't. I wonder again. I wonder if that may have played a little bit of role into some of his off-ice issues. Again, I don't know that, but.
but I, I think there's a lot of I think a lot of things go into that. Maybe just I know stress, anxiety, all that, depression, whatever. Well, no. So I'll, that- I'll speak a little bit more about this. So there, there is. I'm only saying this because I've seen like the the there's a, a great documentary about Bobby Ryan's off ice life and everything, and it, it is a very very sad um, story. But he he's he's gone through a tremendous deal over his entire life, literally ever since he was a kid. And um, it's, you know, has stuff with the, to do with his dad and everything like that. Right. And just, you know, a lot of, you know, there's the, you know, uh, office issues he had earlier this season. You know, it, it, it's awful stuff. And, and he's, he's one of the, the good, you know, the good guys in hockey. One, one of those players you always want to root for no matter mm-hmm. who they are or, or when or what team they're on or anything like that. And but, who knows? Also, this, if you want to go back to when he was the free agent then, because if the Flyers would have offered him a contract, maybe for both the Flyers and Bobby Ryan's sake, maybe that would have been a better set, uh, situation because Giroux would have had Bobby Ryan with him. That would have yeah. been a pretty good duo. It pretty much would have been a similar duo that he had in Anaheim, just moved over here. Yeah, for sure. And maybe um, we can have that again, but instead of Drew is top six. It's, it's gonna be a bottom Patrick. six, which is still fine. And again, if you, if Bobby, what people a... don't realize, Bobby Grant is still a, a solid, good oh, yeah. hockey player. Mm-hmm. He, he put, put a hat trick in yeah, his first. I was just about back. to say that. Um, but no. So if if I'm any team, I would be pouncing on the opportunity mm-hmm. to sign Bobby Grant. I would say, hey, look, listen, we like you as a player. Okay. We like you as a you know person, and everything like that. But um. You know, we want to be honest with you. We want to put you for now on our third line. Are you okay with that? If so, great. We'll see how the season goes. If you're playing Bruce, we'll try to bump you up on the second line. See how that goes. But for now, you're probably going to play a, a bottom six role. You know, and and you know, teams have got to. You know, it's and, and you know, it's um, you know, it, it, it's sports. I mean, it's real life and. There's all you can't get all to you know have these heart to heart conversations or anything like that whatever but no matter who you are though if if I'm a GM personally and I'm trying to sign a player not only am I trying to do what's best for my team but I'm trying to do what's best for these players so I'm I'm gonna you know I want to be as honest as possible saying look you know if if I'm if if I if uh, you know uh, my personnel on my team wants me to go out and sign a guy and they see him as a top six guy, but I see him as a bottom six. I'm going to say, look, you know, um, you know, I'm probably, I will, I'm signing you to be a bottom six guy, not a top six guy, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get also, an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say the season's long. It, any team, the lines always change. Obviously, players get bo- hurt. Players get hot. Players get cold. Bobby yeah. Ryan could get hot at, at, you know, he could go on 10 game uh, goal streak. Who knows? Sure. He, he could, uh, you know, not score for 20 games it's uh that's how yeah. goal scorers typically are they're streaky they're streaky um so yeah we'll see how, what happens i think it's going to for him i think it's going to be a similar situation situation to shattenkirk where he yeah. might just get a tryout kind of deal to see what he still has and a yeah. full season capacity versus the five or so games and, and again granted it's not going to be pto like chris Stewart got the flyers no. it's going to be a national contract oh, but yeah for a very cheap deal. I'm talking two mil at most. Yeah. Um, so, um, all right. So, out. yeah. 
That's all. That's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I did want to talk a tiny bit about Trade Bait Board. Okay. More specifically, really, there's two names on there that were added. Two new names, both on Tampa Bay: Alex Kaloran and Tyler Johnson. We talked about this before the um, podcast began. Tampa Bay, they're in a very good spot right now with everything, and the the both those guys have still a solid couple years on the contract. Tyler Johnson has four years left, but for five mil. He's 30 years old, 31.65 games, not great, not terrible, 14 of them goals. Alex Gorn, 30 as well, 68 games played, 26 goals, 49 points. And he is 4.45 mil for three more years. Now, depending on what you're looking for in a player and, and where you where you need these guys, for Tampa Bay, they also have to again, I know, you know, in the near future, you have some good amount of guys for you sign and everything, but I think that Tampa Bay, they can't afford coming up to I uh, I'll put it this way. I think they're gonna uh probably end up trading one of these guys to save some cap space it's for some other key guys. I think that's going to, for a team like Tampa Bay, it's now going to be like Chicago before when they're in their time when they were really good. And that every year, a big, a bigger piece, but not the biggest parts of the pieces have to be dealt because cap reasons. Toronto's having this. Situation. Look what uh, they did with they JT Miller. Yeah, he was here a couple years that. and they traded him like that. Because cap reasons and they had to try sign Brandon Point. That's yeah. what happened. So luckily, so so the the, uh, the lightning and again I'll, we'll go over the, all this you know when when we break them down they have a bunch of contracts up this year luckily they're not going to be that expensive the most expensive one Mikhail Sergachev and Eric Chernak honestly Chernak has been phenomenal also Kevin Shattenkirk he's obviously going to get a pay bump other than that Bogosian you can bring him back he's going to be cheap Luke Shen oh, get the X. Uh, Jan Ruda, man, eh, doesn't do much for Again, me. You can all replace those, him. All the defense is going to have to be short, little, not a lot of money there. But yeah, that's that's why you see them do a lot of seven D man because as good as Hedman is, and even um, uh, he can only do so are, much. They can only do so much and you know, so much ice time. So other ice time has to be dealt to these other defensemen who realistically aren't as great. Yeah, and even McDonough too. Um, so yeah, so and, and that's the thing for the uh, Lightning, you know. Really, it's they're kind of in a, a very unique uh, position here. So they are their two main defensemen are Hedman and McDonough. They're locked now up long term. The foot they traded away was that the forward, or was that the defenseman foot? They oh god! Away? Now you're making me look. Um, that was the. Forward, so that that was okay. so they no still have the other, yeah, that was uh, they still have Calfoot, who is a year left on his entry level contract. He's twenty one, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna lie. I would let go definitely Luke Shen, probably Zach Bogosian, Cal- <laughs> Calfoot. Well, Coburn still has a year left of one point seven mil somehow. Um, oh, but for Tampa for Bay though, year. oh god. But no, for Tampa Bay though. So leading up to the Seattle expansion draft. They're honestly they're in pretty good spot because all they have to worry about is forwards um, to really protect. Like you know, obviously you're going to protect defensemen, but like there's more forwards to protect than 
defenseman. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Um, yeah, and obviously we'll talk more about that when we actually get to it. So there's a little preview for the, you there for Dev Basic. Um, and that's realistically all I've got. So I've been up for a while. I'm hungry. I'm ready to get off. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Yeah.